G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. On a Thursday, we like to check in with Family Voice Australia, some things right at the core of the ethos of Family Voice. Uh, We've had a couple of very insightful conversations just recently around issues of education and a Christian response to a welfare state. You'll have to check podcasts for those conversations. But today, turning some attention to our ailing health system and how, as Christians, we think about our own families and our communities. Andrew McColl is Family Voice Australia State Director for Queensland. Andrew's back with us. Andrew, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil, and good morning, listeners. Andrew, when we've spoken about education, we've spoken about a welfare state, uh, you've been able to lead us in really fabulous biblical scriptural foundation. I wonder where we could start if we're talking about a health system today. Well, we certainly can. And the text I've chosen, Neil, is from Exodus chapter 1, verses 15 to 21. And it says this, Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Shipra and the other was named Pua. And he said, When you are helping the Hebrew women to give birth and see them upon the birth stool, if it is a son, then you shall put him to death. But if it is a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt had commanded them, but let the boys live. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this thing and let the boys live? The midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not vigorous as the Egyptian women. Oh, sorry, they, they, because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are vigorous and give birth before the midwife can get to them. God was good to the midwives and the people multiplied and became very mighty. Because the midwives feared God, he established households for them. So what's the message there, Neil, or for our listeners? Well, when the Hebrews were threatened with the murder of their baby boys, it wasn't public health officials paid for by Pharaoh that saved them. It was two godly midwives who God plainly blessed for their faithfulness to him. So thinking about health care of the family, we have to ensure that we are taking it personally and we're getting help and advice from people who have our family's best interests at heart. And given, Andrew, that we're most of us listening, some of us listening will be uh, trained in some medical or allied health 
field and uh, we've got some contribution to make. Uh, Perhaps we've got a Christian understanding of what ought to be and uh, we're in the midst of a system that might be, as you are saying, uh, it wasn't Pharaoh that, uh, that actually stepped in here. It was godly midwives. Hey, let's get a a thought or two from you, something of a snapshot, perhaps, of where you think and what sort of research you've been doing about where our health systems are at, uh, whether it be in your state of Queensland or around Australia. How do you make a snapshot of, of our health system? Well, I'm no expert about about health or doctors or hospitals, Neil. I'm the, like anybody else. I know what I see in the media, and I happened to catch up with an article just this morning by Natasha Robertson from The Australian, and she entitled this Overwhelmed Hospital System Failing Patients. And I'll just read to you some of that article by Natasha Robinson. She said, The nation's hospital emergency departments are in a state of crisis as they struggle with record numbers of presentations, enormous blowouts in waiting times for patients to be admitted, dangerously low staffing and a rising tide of chronic illness. The Australasian College for Emergency Medicine has for the first time collated and analysed data from its 108 accredited emergency departments nationwide and found there has been a steep deterioration in the provision of timely care via hospital emergency departments It finds that adverse outcomes for patients, including avoidable deaths, are becoming normal. And the ACEM president, Claire Skinner, mentioned in this report that if you need emergency care in Australia right now, you will wait longer than before. These are challenging times that we are in and uh, more people needing the medical attention. Some are reflecting on COVID and the lockdowns and the pressure on our health system uh, that that brought about. But sicker than ever before, uh, less space in our hospitals, less staff to care for them. Uh, Some governments, you'll note in the headlines, are grappling with these sorts of issues and trying to throw more dollars at a system. I wonder if you've got any thoughts on what this might mean uh, when we're reflecting on a snapshot, and it's very general, and as you say, uh, you're not a surgeon, uh, you're not actually in the health system, but here, as a Christian leader, reflecting on uh, where the Christian community might have an understanding and response here, what do you think it all means, Andrew? Well, what it teaches us, Neil, is that we've got to come back to what Scripture teaches us, that we are, we are obligated to take responsibility for our families, education, health and welfare. And as we've read just this morning from the newspaper, despite their grand promises, we shouldn't expect the state or federal government to be able to deal with this because it's actually not their job. Now, that might sound ridiculous when we have all these services and facilities, but actually we're instructed from Scripture to do this as members of the family. And this is what the family has been doing ever since, well, frankly, from the Garden of Eden. And we have to think about, look, we cannot leave things in the hands of government departments. Government departments make mistakes. Government departments don't give enough money Government departments don't even always know 
what's happening. And, of course, people make mistakes. I make mistakes. I guess you two do, Neil. I guess you occasionally make a mistake. <laughs> More but than you might once think. We get yeah. into the realm, once we get into the realms of, of, of bureaucracy, that's when the mistakes go up. And we have to think about how we're going to manage this. Now, what does the Bible say about this? Well, the Bible says, if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. This is First Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. It raises all sorts of questions uh, because uh, where if you're not medically trained and you need the expertise that they have on offer at our hospitals and our medical surgeries, uh, then you feel very inadequate. But I think what I'm hearing you say here, uh, that even though you might feel inadequate, unprepared and untrained, you still have to be faced with taking responsibility because... Uh, somehow or other, uh, if you are uh, in the need of going to the emergency department at the hospital and you're in an ambulance, you might be uh, one of those ramping uh, patients uh, with ambulances ramping there at the hospital and it may well be difficult for you to get the sort of treatment that you need right now, but then you might not feel adequate to be able to provide any treatment like that at home either. So uh, the thought that what it might all mean, um, you know, we feel our own inadequacy around this, but I think listeners can hear your heartbeat here, Andrew. You've got to be thinking a little bit more distantly into the future about how you're going to be equipped to be able to look after some of the health aspects of your own family, even without well, the this, sort of expertise. Well, this is right. I mean, I'm, I'm like you, Neil. I mean... Once you get beyond the, the basics of some first aid, I would be all at sea. I am not a midwife, neither do I want to be. I'm not a, a, a radiologist or a surgeon or any of all, all of those skills that we have in Australia today and you can go to the hospital or find someone down at your local GP's surgery or whatever it might be. Of course, we need all those people. But if the responsibility for the individual is is shifted away from the, the family, that's when the problems start. I've been taken to hospital in an ambulance. I've had all of these things that happen. I, I'm in the 60s. I know that, hey, things don't always go according to plan with health. I, I, I go to the doctor fairly regularly, probably at least once a year. But I know that there are things that I can do that I must do in, ter in terms of things like diet and exercise and fitness that I can do to help myself as an individual. So, but it's going to mean that we don't just think, oh, here's a health problem, I'll just go to the doctor, or I'll just go to the hospital because it's getting much harder to do that now. And we have to think about how we can, how we can head off some problems by taking some responsibility ourselves. That may simply mean getting a first aid kit, having a, a decent kind of a, kind of a medicine chest, these kinds of things. But it all comes back to, and I, I, I keep talking about this, time, money, inconvenience, and work. This is what is going to be required of Christian families more so in the future and including with their health. And this is what we have to do in terms of thinking about the future and looking down the track. And as we looked at this, 
piece of research this morning, the, the health system is not in such a good place and we need to be taking steps as families to act on the basis of this. Okay, we hate hearing from our politicians that it's going to cost us time and money and work to do things because we tend to have this expectation that the government's going to look after us and they're going to provide all the time, the money and uh, expertise. Hey, coming back to Scripture again and knowing uh, this is not something, you know, you don't pretend anything here. Uh, their medical expertise back in biblical times uh, was not quite as advanced what it, as what it is today, but there was some wisdom and common sense that you've been able to glean from some elements of uh, scriptural demonstration here. How do you reflect on some of those things, Andrew? Well, I was talking last last week, Neil, about the chapter from Genesis in, in chapter 35, and I mentioned there that in Jacob's household, we're told in verse 8 of Genesis 35 that they had a nurse, and in verse 17 that there was a midwife. Professional medical help attached to the household, and, and, and the patriarch's household could be quite extensive, numbering, in some cases like Abraham and Job, many hundreds of people with a great range of skills. So, so these people didn't just say, okay, sarah, sarah. They said, no, we want to have people who are either in the household or not far away who can help us. A, if there's a, a pregnant lady, she's ready to have the child now, or B, Fredo fill up his bike or off the camel or off the whatever. He's got a bust of this or a bust of that. We need someone to help him. It might not be a doctor, but as we know, nurses have a great start on numbers of skills that people need with injuries and some sicknesses. Hey, we can consult with people like that. We're not paying them the large amount of money that we would have to pay for a, a GP, but we can get help in the same way that Jacob's household did. So there's your first example. Uh, let's got, uh, stay with that for a about, moment here, Andrew, because... Uh, it's interesting as you raise this, the thought of professional medical help attached to the household. Uh, I'm also letting my imagination run wild with the thought that there are various medically trained professionals that will be a part of local churches all over the nation as well. And there may actually be, according to their faith, some draw on their skills uh, when there are particular needs that might present and our health system's not able to cope with that. Now, uh, obviously, there's uh, there's politics involved in all sorts of things in that, and there's uh, obviously uh, insurances and, and various things that you'd have to take into consideration. But the thought that just like, I think we were talking about this with education, or I was with someone, uh, the thought that even people are doing homeschooling, sometimes employing a professional teacher to look after multiple families that homeschool. So they've actually got expertise on hand. So this thought of professional medical help attached to your household or attached to the community that you're a part of may be something we could see emerge into the future. Well, this is the thing, and I think it's, it's only sensible that we call out for, for help, to get help from people who have some ex expertise in an area that we have need of. And whether it's with, whether it's with health and, and illness, whether it's with education, as you mentioned, and I'm a teacher, I know, I know something about that area, 
but also with things like, I mean, if we want an architect, we go and get an architect. If you want a, a builder, we get a builder. If we want a plumber, we want a plumber. So we call on these people. Why don't we think in terms of the Christian community, but also even outside that area, when we when we want to get a certain specialist help in a in a, in a matter, we, we we call them. And this is how we can deal with the, with in some aspects of of the the issues of of health and sickness, etc. You know, sometimes we feel like uh, taking responsibility is far removed from us. Uh, we can reflect on education and even health systems and say it was Christians, it was the church that began those institutions, and then they got big enough and there was a state and they collected taxes and why wouldn't the taxation that everyone pays contribute to the health system? What we're talking about here, and for some it might be you know, a stretch of the bow, but we're talking about a time that may be coming when Christians have to take some more responsibility here to care for those who are around us. Uh, thought that the church has some special obligations in this regard. That's got some Christian biblical foundation too. Well, it does, and and as as we go to the scripture and look at the the references there to how people are going to be cared for, we can see that the church does have some obligations, and it, and he uses the term, the phrase especially to the household of faith. This is from Galatians chapter six, verse ten. So the the church diaconate, as some churches have, does have some welfare responsibilities and opportunities, not to help everyone, but to have a fund of monies available when families are overwhelmed. So what we know is that the charitable opportunities for believers may well grow in the future to something quite large. And uh, just uh, the thought that widows get special mention, I think, in some of the sorts of passages that we might talk about in taking responsibility. If we're wrapping some things up here, some loose ends together, uh, how do you conclude uh, what we ought to be thinking about? Is there a takeaway that we can take with us uh, today, having heard uh, some deeper dimensions about taking responsibility for issues around our health? Uh, Thoughts from you, Andrew? Well, what we know is that is it taking responsibility for a family's education, health, and welfare. It's major and it's challenging, but we know the little phrase that uh, from little things, big things grow. If we can respond in a God-honouring manner, the outcomes in our community, in terms of education, health, and welfare, could be truly remarkable. The church, through responsibility, could begin to regain authority in the community and wouldn't that be a big step towards making disciples of all nations we sometimes reflect on the poor reputation that church has right now and uh, taking some level of responsibility there i tend to agree with you that uh, could only do good things for our reputation within those church families and the wider communities that we serve in our local church. Andrew McColl is Family Voice Australia, Queensland State Director. Let me point you to the Family Voice website to connect with Andrew McColl to find out what's happening with Family Voice Australia, familyvoice.org.au. That's familyvoice.org.au. Andrew, thanks so much for another update today on 2020. Great talking with you, Neil. Thank you. 
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.